welcome back to another episode of Break Room Banter. It's a hairstylist adjacent podcast where each week two friends who happen to be hairstylists break down our weeks in the break room. I'm your host, Hunter Walden. Join as always by my lovely co-host, Anna Schrader. And today we are talking about troubled waters, <laughs> aka someone that sues you. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be interesting. It is a personal story of how a little boy with a big dream moved to a new city to chase said dream, (laughs) only to be shot down. (laughs) I'm sorry I'm laughing. That's such so dramatic and it's so sad, but it's true. You guys, it's it's a really sad story and it's good that we're talking about it because we don't want this to happen to any of our listeners no one I don't want this to happen to anyone because you know what it did and it really did ruin my life Mm. for a while last week we had Alicia Dixon on the podcast and I mentioned how she mentored me through one of the hardest times of my life and this is the hardest time of my life that she mentored me through but Mm. you know we like to start our episodes off every week building our beautiful bouquet of roses and you know you can't have a bouquet of roses without a couple thorns. Yeah. So, Anna. Yeah. What is your rose? My rose is that I find this is so small, but um, for those of you guys who don't know, I love decorating and like painting and doing fun things. I have so like a couple months ago, I had this accent wall and it just was not speaking to me it was so uninspired by it so I just painted it like white I know it's not going to stay that color but I'm just kind of like I need to have a clean canvas to look at this wall and it just has not been speaking has not been speaking so finally this week it spoke to me and I'm super super excited about the design that I have planned so stay tuned I will post pictures once it's done but um wait did you paint over your flowers no no the flowers that was a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Okay. It's going to be fun. I don't want to say it because I might change my mind, but I'm pretty like it I feel like a genius. Like Well, you bought the, the color, right? Well, I went to the store to get the color. This is my thorn. Oh <laughs> and no. I had the perfect color in mind. I got, I had it. And the paint guy was like, um, it took him forever to come. And then he's like, Oh, I, I'll be right with you. I'm helping this person. I'm like, don't worry. It's fine. And he like never came back. And then finally he came back and I was running late to go meet a friend. So I had to leave and he still wasn't ready to make the paint. And I just was like, he's like, he was really sweet and apologetic. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's okay. It's not your fault. Sounds like you guys need some more help. <laughs> like everywhere. <laughs> right. So I'm not angry about that, but it was kind of like, I was on a roll. I was super excited to buy the paint. And, um, now I'm left with paint swatches second guessing but gotcha so is this um, like is this a hardware store that is like custom coloring your paint like you had to explain what you wanted or you just looked through a bunch of swatches and found it yeah I have the swatches oh yeah. okay okay I thought that you were having this like custom mix no, no I was like that's even more impressive that's next level I will say that I opened up the second book of colors though because all of the paints which is what wow swatches on the wall none of them were what I had in my mind 
So right. I had to go deeper into the extra book. Okay. So my rose this week is that my flower bed is blooming. I know I Woo. like a couple weeks ago, I talked about planting bulbs and then I found out that I didn't plant them all correctly the next episode. And then, so I was worried that they weren't going to come up. And then I did a boo-boo and we live in a townhome, so we don't Mm -hmm. have like an outdoor water spigot. So we have a water hose that connects to our laundry machine, like our washer. And so I connected it and I watered all the plants and I didn't realize until I was like turning it off and I was touching the hose that the hose was warm. So I watered our plants with very hot water by accident. Um, Oh, but it was cold outside, so I think it counterbalanced yeah. and it worked because now my flower bed is full of little green sprigs. They're so cute too. I can snap that. And <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, I'm living vicariously through you because we still have a bunch of snow in our in our like on my yard. And uh-huh. there's a little patch of grass, which I did send you a picture of. I'm like, yay, grass. Uh-huh. But um yeah, I put pl- I planted my peppers today inside. So got those oh, little I was like, germinating. wait, <laughs> no, you have, that's what you have to do here. You have to plant things indoors and then, and when then the season take them is, outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But, um, so I did plant a couple years ago. I planted a zone five plant. It's a hibiscus and oh, we are one. zone. Yes. And, um, we are in zone three and four. So I was like stepping out on a limb and this is going to be hopefully crossing my fingers that it survives this winter will be its third year. Oh, wow. That little sucker needs warm water. So like I don't have a hot and cold like temperature on my outdoor water spigot. Uh-huh. So I, um, that's the first thing I water. Like I let the hose sit in the sun and then like <laughs> the hibiscus gets the first drink out of all of okay. my garden plants. Smart. So that's, yeah, that's how I combat that. And um, hibiscus gets special treatment. She's planted like right next to my house. Every fall, I like put a nice little blanket on top of her and then pile snow on top of her. So she gets like a nice cozy blanket and it's not, she's not going <laughs> to frost. I love my hibiscus. <laughs> I didn't realize <laughs> that you could leave it outside. I brought mine in this winter. Yeah. Well, actually, but this is the first year I have had one. It's interesting because, um, you know, what you could do is leave the hibiscus outside and then cover the hibiscus with like a blanket or a towel if you're going to have a frost, but it would be fine where you are because I'm sure you're probably at least zone four or five. Mm -hmm. And um, for us, we live in an interesting zone because we do get so much snow that the snow actually insulates the plants so if there is no snow and it like because it gets cold like very cold here as um it's like you know i don't i don't even want to say it but very cold and if there's nothing like covering the plants then that cold air will like definitely kill so the snow will like protect the plant from the cold air the blanket yeah awesome (laughs) and then uh, thorn oh i'm sorry i just Totally went off on a rabbit trail. Oh no, that's What's fine. I do know my thorn because I was so sad. I got color hair color on my favorite shoes. Oh no! Please tell me it was not the um the ones with the with the spikes. No, yeah, it was my white sneakers. No. Yeah, and it was three point one. 
No, so it's just like a little black blob. Yeah. Oh, that is so sad. I'm sorry. It's okay, but now I do need a new pair. Well, and they're not just... like, you know, shoes are expensive. What kind of shoes are they? I don't really know how to say the brand. It's V-E-J-A Veja, I think. Oh, okay. Um, But they kind of look like those traditional white Adidas sneakers, like kind of round toe. Meghan Markle wears them. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, okay. they're just like plain sneakers, but they're so, they're the most comfortable tennis shoes I've ever worn. Mm. And I have, a, I have like never have comfortable shoes. Like my shoes are never, have never are comfortable because I have a weird You foot. know what you should do with them? And I've seen other hairdressers do this. You should just like splatter them with vivids. I could do that. Let it sit like and vivid then hair color. rinse mm-hmm. it off. And make your own custom shoe. I could do that. I want to do it for you. Send them to me and I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It sounds so fun. <laughs> you, you can clean them for me too because they're kind of dirty. <laughs> I'll just throw them in the wash. <laughs> You know what works great for cleaning shoes is a magic eraser. Yes, I use a magic eraser. And then I don't remember where we found this one year at Christmas time, but we found this like set of shoe cleaner stuff. It's called Jason Marks. It, hmm. it There's one called Repel and then there's the shoe cleaner and it came with a little brush and that shoe cleaner will get off grass. Honey, it will get off blood. It's gotten off Ooh. hair color before, but it didn't get off the 3.1. And hmm. then you spray it with the repel and like your shoes are set. When did you get blood on your shoes? I cut my finger one time. Oh. Yeah, I cut it really, really bad. And so when I cut it, I cut like a big chunk oh. off of the, you know what I, what had happened was I cut past the second knuckle. Oh, mm-hmm. oh my and gosh, I was using my seven and a half inch was, shears. Like, the fact yeah, that so your it was like a butcher knife. enough to drip on your shoe. Oh, no, 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 no. What had happened was when I cut it, I cut such a big chunk of it off that like the skin the was skin on chunk. the blade and I, it freaked me out. And so I dropped like my, like I was like, Ugh! and like shook my hand and the, the skin fell onto my shoe. <laughs> yeah. And it was Bradley's shoe and it was white canvas. And so I panicked. <laughs> I'm so sorry to be laughing, but that's. <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny now. We can laugh at it now, but I, honey, I, when I cut my finger, I thought I was gonna pass away. I my <laughs> face went white, and then not to mention, I just watched a chunk of my skin fall on oh, top no. of my stark white shoe. <laughs> oh, I'm like, <laughs> I wish that you all could see our faces right now because I'm like very much cringing right now. Oh, yeah. I cut myself recently, actually. Oh, gosh. It's so hard. The worst is when your shears need to be sharpened. And then you cut yourself. I was literally about to say that. I was like, my shears are really dull right now. And I (laughs) cut myself and it hurts so bad. Yes. That's when you pretty much, yeah. It's like, not only is it annoying cutting with dull shears, but then it hurts when you cut yourself. Mm -hmm. It's the sound of cutting with dull shears for me. (laughs) Oh, Oh, it's like this sounds like a cheap haircut (laughs) there is a there is a he's called a shear doctor and he comes into town and he sharpens everyone's shears in the area and Mm -hmm. he hasn't been here in a very long time and we don't not we don't have his number and oh because he just stops by please come yes 
Share doctor 911. (laughs) And it's always like kind of annoying because of course when he comes, it only takes like 30 minutes to get your shear sharpened, but it's like always in the middle of a haircut and you're like, okay, well, I guess I'll go to shear two. Take my shear one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's like, don't take them all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Cause ideally I would like to use all of them on this hair. However, yeah. yep. <laughs> if you have to just take this one for right now, <laughs> Have you? <laughs> but ever actually sharpened... can I cut the baseline first and then you can take these. <laughs> have you ever sharpened your texturizing shears? Yeah. Yeah. I get them sharpened every like three months ish. Your texturizing shears. Like all of my shears. Okay. Wow. That's nice. We have a guy that he's called diamond rose shears. And yeah, he shout out Kevin, Kevin Dunnell's Diamond Rose Shears. Send him to Ironwood, Um, Michigan. Yeah, go go over to Ironwood. He does (laughs) he does a really, 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 really good job. And he also sells shears. So every time he comes, he brings in like that huge not humongous like briefcase of shears Uh and like lays them out. So that is what he lets you use while he's sharpening yours. Oh. Genius. And then it's like a selling tactic, right? Yes. So you'd be like, oh, if you like it, you can just keep it for like mm-hmm. $3,000. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually in the market to get some new shears, but um, I'm going to have to save up a little bit more. I know they're but... so expensive. Do you know what you want? You know. Yes, I do. I do. Anyways, let's go back to topic. We really started bantering. <laughs> yeah, we did. It's these two episode uh nights that we just kind of banter yeah for for I've reference already had two people, cups of tea 9 32 in the in the <laughs> nighttime and we are doing this but mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> so hunter let's just talk a little bit about this topic i know it's kind of a hard topic for you to open up but um we're gonna keep it light you've gone through a lot of healing since this happened yeah so it's like it's an okay topic to be talking about and um why don't you just kind just of like dive right walk in us, walk us back to your story on what happened when you walked into that salon and how it first started all right it, i didn't walk into the salon at first uh i met this person at an event and at the event we had talked about um them opening a salon and it was out of state for me like kind of far actually it was uh, in Ohio and I live in Tennessee. And so I was like, oh, you know, like the thought of moving to a new place sounds really exciting and fun. And I had just gone through a divorce. So I was like, let's let's restart. Mm-hmm. So my boyfriend, who is now my partner, uh, or <laughs> my boyfriend, who is now my partner, my boyfriend, who is now my fiance, and I moved to Ohio. We moved to Cincinnati. So it happened. We met. Actually, let me rewind. I just gotten a divorce and I was really in the mood for a restart, a reset. I really wanted to change my life. And so I started texting with her. She, you know, all these great things were promised. And then I finally went and visited. I went to Cincinnati and I liked it. You know, like the culture in Cincinnati was pretty cool. There was a lot of food. Um, in the city from the outside, like when you visit, 
is amazing like it's beautiful it's when you live in the city that it's not so beautiful (laughs) (laughs) so i went and visited and when i went and visited she had texted me a couple weeks later and said hey i need an answer in 30 days and if not the job offer is gone Mm. yeah And at the time I was traveling and educating and all of these things were being said to me. And I was like, yeah, this sounds really great. This sounds really great. Almost like Alicia, we were talking with Alicia, how those busy days seem like hashtag goals. Mm -hmm. I think I was in that phase of my career where I was just like clawing and scratching and screaming to try and get to the top of something. Mm-hmm. in the top of what really in this industry there is no top <laughs> you mm-hmm. know um but that was what i was that was the my mindset at the time and so my partner and i moved to cincinnati and immediately not immediately i would say 2 weeks in i became super depressed mm. i had moved away from everyone that i knew yeah and all that I had ever known. I had never lived anywhere else. And I really hated the job. It was not what I want. Like, it was not what was promised, right? It was like promised to be this creative place where there's this structure and all of these luxury services, which that's right up my alley. I love, I am a luxury bitch. I love it. But so that's what was sold to me. But whenever I got there, it was micromanaged city. Mm. Every small detail. And when I tell you every small detail was watched over like a hawk, I mean every single detail. Meaning there were lists of chores to do inside every cabinet. Like if you open this cabinet and you do this, then you have to do these few things before you can do anything else or like the it's down to like the towels had to be folded a certain way and I get Mm -hmm. it like I like the towels to look pretty but at the end of the day they go into a cabinet that gets closed yeah yeah so it doesn't so if I'm folding towels for anyone anyone to be in right and it's not and if I'm folding towels in the five minutes that I have to fold towels in between clients, then you're going to get what you get. Yeah. And structure is good to an extent. Right. um, Yeah. There comes a point where it's just like you said, micromanaging and that's, that is not a good work environment. Right. So I would say probably three months in is whenever the texts start. And what I mean about the texts were, was text messages at 11 o'clock midnight, 3 a.m., giving us tasks to do before the morning, before we got to work. Huh. Okay. 3 a.m.? Right. Wow. Not to so mention... There's clear boundaries that are being... Broken. Right. Yeah. Not to mention, we were required to be at work an hour before every, before the guests arrived. Did you get paid for that hour? Hmm. No. 
You did not get paid for that hour because it was considered an employee meeting. Mandatory, but unpaid. That seems illegal. (laughs) It is, but you know how you get away with it is if you are a commissioned employee, you make either hourly or commission, whichever is the greater. Okay, so you're getting paid commission. You're getting paid commission. And it would cover that hour. Technically. Yeah, but that's But not... it should be an hour of paid time on top of the commission that you make for that day. Yes. Yes. Right? Not to Especially mention if every... it's mandatory. Right. Every Thursday. And that was an hour-long meeting every morning. And then to talk every... about what? Just the day. And all of the chores that we did wrong. Was All there anything the opportunities for about growth? These? Was there any uplifting meetings where you left feeling encouraged or like that was great meeting? So excited meetings that to weren't led by her. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. And so every Thursday the salon was closed for education. Mm-hmm. So no matter what level stylist you were, you had to go to the salon for education, which you um, probably didn't get paid for. Which we didn't get paid for. And not to mention that you're not getting paid for. That's crazy. Right. Not to mention she did it based on the needs of the salon. And we did the same class like five times in a row. Okay. So stuff that That you've gone through. It's not even differently. Right. And then I would teach some of the classes. Like I taught a lot of the classes without getting paid for it. Also, we had to clock out for 30 minutes every day for lunch, whether we did or have a lunch or not. And if we didn't, she would do it without telling us. So if you wait, yeah. Okay. So if you are working and not eating, she would still clock you out. Yes. And you wouldn't get paid for those 30 minutes that you were working. Okay. Right. So that so you're you're painting a very good picture of the fact that this is not a healthy work environment, right? And then think about like moving six hours away. Yeah. On top of that, and believe it or not, all of those things that I just said to you, that's not even what made me think about quitting. Okay. <laughs> it gets worse. So probably about four months in maybe five I would say four because I was only there for six months around four months in something happened I'm surprised you made it that long to be honest well it it gets a little tricky and it when we talk about the lawsuit we'll talk about why it's a little tricky okay so four months in at this point I'm crying every day on my way to work and my way home. And if you know me as a, like on a personal level, like the people that are listening to this, you would know that that is not me. Like I am not a crier. I don't cry. I'm not very emotional. I'm just me. Right. I get sad, obviously, but it's just crying is not an action that I do frequently. Yeah. Like, I may, like, dribble a tear every once in a while if I'm happy or sad, but crying like this, never. So, she had gone out of town 
to do something. I don't remember. She was off work. And everyone had closing chores, like side work, if you're a server, that you had to do. It was on a laminated sheet of paper that you had to carry around with an expo marker and sign your name after you did each task. And then you handed it off to the person who was designated to be the closer of the night. How did you get any work done? Like, how did you get any actual like hair done hair done yeah it's it's a i don't quite know it's a mystery um so this particular night i was assigned to do the coffee bar and the coffee bar entails the coffee bar and the processing area which means wipe down the dryer hoods uh wipe down the seats clean the table make sure the blankets are folded vacuum the rug sweep wipe down things you know coffee bar things mm-hmm. <laughs> just cleaning it for the end of the day and we also had a rule that one person couldn't leave without everyone so like if I finished my chores and I was good to go I couldn't leave because everyone else wasn't finished and so I finished my chores handed her my paper and I went and sat outside and waited on other people to finish because I was busy that day. I had a big chore to do. Like the coffee bar area was a big one on the list. And I was tired. I was ready to be, I was done working. Mm -hmm. It was an hour past the shift. And the person comes to me and was like, "Uh, are you gotta, are you gonna do your chores before you sit down? And I looked at her and I was like, what? and I I was like I did do them but sure show me what I did and so as I was walking up front I grabbed a rag and a clean and cleaning solution to fix my mistake right she goes to the coffee bar and there is one single coffee grain and I <laughs> I shoot you not Anna one single coffee grain and <laughs> oh my gosh. so to which my response is naturally exactly like your response right now and I said this my mouth gets me in trouble a lot because sometimes I just can't stop from saying what I want to say and so I just chuckled and said ha 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 okay insert name here of salon owner because she was being like that that said micromanager right and that is a joke that I would have said to that person right Uh uh-huh yes bestie guess what I got a phone call at midnight that night oh my gosh midnight yeah midnight and I she didn't even say hello I said hello what did you say to so-and-so um um nothing I don't believe oh you didn't say anything and I was like no I don't I don't think so and she said so whenever she said this you did this and did do this and then you said this (laughs) you didn't do that you didn't say that and I was like oh um yeah I did say that but I said I said nothing because I thought that wasn't that big of a deal. 
And then I became so untrustworthy because I lied. When like, she, when she called me, it sounded like an emergency. Like, wow. like that's that was the severity of what that situation sounded like over a coffee grain. It's super toxic. Right. And then that same night, a lot of other stuff happened that I wasn't a part of. So I didn't, I don't know the details of what had happened, but it led to someone else getting fired. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So. Okay, so the one that got fired is the lucky one though, because. Well, is she? I don't know. (laughs) I have no clue. She also got sued. Oh, she got sued too. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, she did also get sued, but she had a better (laughs) attorney than I did. It starts with that phone call at midnight with the the berating, the emergency Mm -hmm. of the coffee grain, which led to... (laughs) The coffee grain. Right. Right. Which led to... My friend getting fired which led to her needing to find a job because she was a single mom of two children. Okay. She moved from Oregon and then moved here and had only ever really worked at this salon and Costco. And she didn't want to go back to retail work. Like you have your hair license. She only worked at Costco because it was taking a while to get her license transferred. Like, hair is her passion. That's what she wants to do. And so Mm -hmm. being an educator and having connections, I knew that there was a salon, not that, like, it was, it seemed far enough away to me. And so I, and I wasn't shady about it or anything. I just text my connection at that salon and said, hey, this person needs a job. And said this person, hey, this salon I just text the manager of the salon and they have a chair if you need it. Mm. And then the next day I said that I told said the boss, I'm not going to call her owner or anything like that. I'm just going to call her boss. Um, at, and I, the next day, the very next day, I didn't try to hide anything or keep it from anyone. I told her that I had recommended that place. Mm-hmm. because they use the same color that we used it she wouldn't have to learn a new color line yada 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 to which i got yelled at and it was as we were leaving the salon so she yelled at me from the back door all the way to our cars and then when we were standing there i was like i don't know what you want me to do all i know is that she's a single mom with two children to take care of and she needs a job yeah. And I didn't think that I was doing anything wrong. Like, here's the thing. The salon that I recommended her to has been open for like 20 plus years. They own the building that they're in. In my opinion, they're no you are no competition for them. That is not your competition. You're not even in the same ring as them. You just opened your salon a year ago. Right. So me thinking, me referring someone to work there doesn't seem like a stab in the back. Like you are not, you're not even in the same race. Yeah. So 
Ooh, I'm getting more passionate about this than I thought. But well, and it's every time you think when you go through something and you relive it, it mm-hmm. kind of reminds you like why it was so hurtful and yeah. So it's totally okay and um it's just when so in injustice happens, it's normal to become angry and frustrated. So right. don't feel bad about that. <laughs> and so when I said that is I just knew that my friend needed help. She needed a job. Yeah. And it, it wasn't me trying to push our com- competition, a, like a new right. stylist that was going to produce a hundred thousand dollars. Like you weren't trying to be malicious and hurt. her. No, business. I just knew that my friend needed a freaking job to pay her bills and feed her yeah. children. Right. And so it's, that's an, I mean, that's a, it's a really sweet thing that you did. And I think most people who, I mean, you're, mm-hmm. you're genuinely a helpful person. So mm-hmm. it would make sense that you would do that. To which her response was to get within inches of my face. And if you know this person, so she's, mm-hmm. they're tiny and they've got like this. Because I don't handle situations like that very well. Because when I get angry, I get like, it's almost like I black out and I snap and I instantly regret what I say. It's um, it's definitely a Taurus thing. Um, <laughs> so I have found. So you knew as, your limits. Right. I found as an adult that has gone to therapy, the best situation for me, it, the best thing for me to do in that situation is just to leave. Because I will tear you apart, whether I have the merit for it or not. And it's not good. And Mm -hmm. I know this. So I just (laughs) left. And guess who the first person I called was? My friend. And I was, Mm -hmm. obviously I was crying. And I was like, hey. um, So boss just told me that you said all of these things about me. Is that true? And she said, of course not. I would never say any of that about you. It seems like we're just being pinned against each other. And Mm -hmm. she was like, and you should watch what you say because I just got served papers. Wow. Yes. And so I, we kind of stopped contact for a while and things got worse but I'll skip all of the worst parts for the last instance before I left her salon. And that was boss was out of town. And again, and I was at the salon. We, I was going on vacation. I was going to Texas and I had texted her and said, Hey, Bradley just got to the salon we're going to go grab some coffee and we'll be back. We'll, and we're going back to do our hair just so that she would know that Bradley and I would be there late and the alarm wouldn't be set. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in, when I say late, like the salon closed at nine. So Bradley has, if he had long hair, his ponytail would be like at least that thick which if you that's not, thick. Uh, that's not gonna be good. that's not gonna be good for people to see because they can't see it 
I would say like an inch and a half to two inches in girth. Like if he <laughs> were to have a ponytail, like his hair's really thick and he does a bleach and tone. Wow. And so it takes that a really takes long time. time. Mm-hmm. So we were there until like 1 a.m. Yeah. And at 1 and- a.m., I am taking the color bowls back to the back room to, ha- to wash them. And in the back room, we have a door to the back like area to like go outside. And I hear the, the handle like, sh- like shaking a little bit and I got really scared. And so like, I kind of like stepped to the side a little bit and sh- they opened the door and I screamed. I was like, I- cause I was scared. Yeah, because it was one a.m. and I'm in a business. Like no one should and, be coming in. Yeah, and she had never texted me back about us being there. Whenever I got scared, she got—I swear to you—less than an inch away from my face, and she didn't scream this time. She was however sounded kind of like that. But it was like in my face, like really breathy. So all I could smell is her cigarette breath. I swear to you, I'm cursed by this cigarette breath. She was in my face and she was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just, (laughs) I'm just, you know, doing my hair. Like I said, I was going to. And she was like, don't you think it would be a good idea to tell me if you were going to be here until 1 a.m.? by yourself what if you and this and what if you did this and what if you did this and then and i was like whoa why was she I, there at 1 a.m that's what cause, i want to know she because the alarm hadn't been set and she was out of town so she got off of the plane and i guess came straight to the salon yeah to yell at me like i was a small child oh, and so okay. She said all of these nasty things to me about how I didn't tell her that I was going to be there, to which I responded with, okay, then I'll leave. Like, I'll go pay for my color and we'll go home. You know, like, because, you know, as a hairstylist, if you're doing your hair in the salon, most of the time, the salon will charge you what the color costs for them to buy. Mm-hmm. Or in my experience, at least at most salons, you have to pay for at least the product that you use. And so that is what I was doing. We have, we have like a limit. You cannot get it done so many times, but if you exceed this limit, then you have to pay. Yeah. Because you want to look good as a manager. Yeah. You want to encourage your stylist to look good. Right. So I even explained, like, I need to go pay for our hair, which requires me to turn on the computer and pay for the hair, right? hmm So the turning on of the computer is kind of an important part of this because I was later accused of turning the computer on and stealing her entire client database. Oh. Yeah. Um, but so she yelled at me. She left. I went and logged into the computer paid for my color and as I was up there paying for my color I was just like you know what I'm not gonna do this anymore and so I immediately packed all of my things up this was the day before I was leaving on vacation I put it all in my car and I left Bravo! I didn't know I didn't know what the hell I was gonna do I didn't know about anybody in Cincinnati but I just knew that I could not work there anymore yeah and um, 
So we went to Texas. We spent some time with Bradley's family that lives in San Antonio. I had an amazing time. However, the whole time I was thinking about what I was going to do. Yeah. Um, slash, I still hadn't like verbally quit. Mm-hmm. I had just packed my things and went left. So I also had to do that when I got back into town. Um, mm-hmm. So I went in the following whenever um, to quit. But she texts me at like 530 in the morning that morning. And she sent me a screenshot of a photo that I had posted of an extension client that I had done before even working for her. And um, she said, where was this? And it was just one of those things that I was like, why does it matter? Mm -hmm. Why does it matter where it was done? I did it. And this is my social media. So I, you bet your ass I'm going to post that because it looks good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm going to repost it and I do it again. Mm hmm. Anyway, so I just told her, I was like, that's from, that's from this time. And I just kind of left it quick, easy, concise. And then mm-hmm. she was like, cause I was awake at like 545. Cause I had to be at work at 6am for my 7am client. Um, but so she asked me if I would come into work early and talk to her. And I was like, she asked me if everything was okay and if I would come in early. And I guarantee you what had happened was she went back to the salon and noticed that all of my things were gone. Mm -hmm. Like, it was all gone. All I left was my license, which was a dramatic deal to do (laughs) in the (laughs) end. But, so, I went in the next day and I was like, fully expecting to just walk right back out after I quit. Mm Mm-hmm. But she let me work that day for some reason. I didn't really hmm. get that. Um, but I have, so when I quit, I was like, these are the reasons why I'm quitting. And now, would you mind to give me a copy of my contracts? Like mm-hmm. the contracts that I've signed. And I, and I explicitly told her, I said, I want a copy of these contracts so that I make sure that I abide by these contracts. And, and I you don't, don't get sued like your friends. Right. I was like, cause I don't want to get sued. And I, honestly, at the time I respected this person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even, even though I was quitting, I was chalking it up to be that our personalities didn't mesh, mm. which ultimately that's not what it is. She's a terrible person. That is what it is. Mm. Um, because I also forgot to mention that when I quit, the salon hadn't been open for, it had just been open for a year. And I was the 16th person to have quit. Okay. Yeah. So at that point, sweetie, honey, it's not your employees that don't want to work. No. It's you. And I made sure that I respectfully told her that. Yeah. And the thing is, is when everyone else is the issue, what's the common denominator? You are. It's always you. Not, not you, but you know, right. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. 
But so I asked for the contracts. All of these things happened. I even told her where I was going to go. I was like, so I realized that this salon is out of my, it's within the non-compete. So I'm not going to go there because I know how you feel about that salon already. You, and in my brain, I'm sitting here thinking like, you think that they're your competition, but they're not. Um, so this is where I'll be going. And it was 18 radial miles, which means if you don't know what radial miles means, because I didn't, that means that if you were to, it's as the crow flies. So if you were mm. to go straight mm -hmm. up and directly there. That doesn't involve the traffic stops and the weaving and the right crisscross roads yeah right which made it 28.7 driving miles away from her salon here's another thing her salon is in kentucky right so with cincinnati it's on a it's on a river and the river separates cincinnati from ohio from newport kentucky so it's Cincinnati, Kentucky, right next to each other. So a lot of people live in the city and drive out to Kentucky to work and vice versa. Mm -hmm. The salon that I opened, because that's ultimately the uh, uh, spoiler alert, I opened my own salon, was in Ohio. Okay. Wow. Um, I didn't post anything on social media. I The only thing I posted was like it's time for a reset and I posted the mission statement didn't say where it was didn't tag anything just kind of there it is figure it out kind of mm -hmm. cryptic the day before I started servicing clients uh one of my friends reached out to me that I that lived in Cincinnati reached out to me for an appointment and so I was doing someone's hair the day before I opened. So the day before I get a letter, like a official letter served to me by like a sheriff's officer mm -hmm. and open it up, come to find out surprise, surprise, surprise. I'm getting sued for over dollars. Wow. And I worked there for six months. Wow. Mm-hmm. So the allegations were that I stole her entire client database. I was stealing proprietary information. I uh, was poaching clients. I was within my non-compete area. I, um, and then she sent a list of the clients that I had stolen and I was quote unquote servicing. And on that list was her family. Like, like her mom her sister, her nephews, they were all on that list of people that I was <laughs> su supposedly servicing before I even opened the door. She was saying that I was already servicing these people. Oh, my uh -huh. gosh. And like submitted it as proof in this lawsuit. And I, so she also said wow. that I was offering the same services as her. Um, but I don't know if you know this, but in a hair salon, we do hair. Um, yeah. So there's only so many things you can call a full highlight. You yeah. know, it's a full highlight. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But so if you were a client of mine in Cincinnati and you saw all of those weird ass service names, like <laughs> I had um, dimensional blonde, dimensional brunette and dimensional redhead. <laughs> Why? And that was, and then I had like bombshell something. I don't even know, girl. It That's was a funny. mess. But so as I was reading these papers, my client walks in. Oh my gosh. Just so happens she was um, well communicated, I guess is how you would say that. Like affluent. I don't know if that's the correct word. They know a lot of people. They're kind of like socialites. They go to a lot of events. They have a lot of like mm-hmm. high powered friends. And she uh, recommended an attorney. I brought the attorney this lawsuit and he was like, oh, this is bogus. Like, this is good. Yeah. This is so, this is so absurd that it can't be real. That's literally what he said. He said, wow. this is so absurd that it can't be real. Cause I mean, how are you going to ask somebody for dollars? Right. That doesn't even make sense to me. No. I like, Over- I. I won't see that amount of money ever at one time, probably, if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. So what makes you think that you're going to be able to get that money? Right. Because even if you win in court and they say, Hunter, you have to pay $1,000, that's going to take the rest of my life and then some. Like my children would be left with that debt for quitting a job because you're a bitch yeah yeah when you get sued when you are served with legal papers you are required by law in the first 30 days to send a response to the court noticing like as a notice that you have gotten the papers and you acknowledge it when you do that you there is an option to file for dismissal but so like my attorney could have said this is bogus writes a little letter please file for dismissal sends Mm -hmm. it to the court and more than likely if the judge were to look at this case which in the courtroom later once I met the judge and how he looked at her attorney so disgustingly I I know that he would have overruled the yeah the thing but if you don't respond within those 30 days you are in default which means it's not a matter of if you will pay them or do whatever they say. It's a matter of when. Mm. So I go to court. I get a letter saying that I have to be in court the next morning. Like I get a letter on a Tuesday that I have to be in court on a Wednesday. Mm. So I call her attorney and was like, hey, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. That's not enough time. But, and he said that he would handle it, but as shady as they had been, and guys, I'm leaving out a lot of the shit that she did to me over the course of the Pangea. Yeah. Like, not to mention she's suing a kid that's just trying to chase a dream when he had negative $5,000 in his bank account. <sighs> it's just, it's it's really sick. There was a yeah. lot of things that I learned that, you know, I did do things wrong. I was, I was 
23, I was cocky. I had just gotten the job in my dreams with Kuhn educating. I I thought my shit didn't stink for a little bit. And that's for it for sure knocked the shit out of me and showed me that it did. Mm. Um, and that I didn't know everything. And it taught me to listen more and talk less. Hmm. Which is ironic because I just did a whole podcast where I spoke (laughs) the entire time. (laughs) Well, you know what? Thank you, Hunter, for sharing. And thank you for being vulnerable and reopening that can of worms. Because um, what happened to you is totally unjust. And um, I know that a lot of people can relate to your story because um, whether they were like you know this is a very dramatic example but a lot of people have been treated unjustly and um the fact that you have overcome that and you can look back and see there were a lot of a lot of it was one big thorn going back to the beginning of our podcast it was one big thorn but along the way like there were some roses like think about um that woman who wrote you the check your referrals like and the fact that in in less than a year without knowing anyone Mm -hmm. while being sued I built a six-figure business yeah that's amazing all of that happened at the same time as well as we went through a freaking pandemic mm -hmm. it's like like your your trial's really spurred you forward and you're doing great and you through the midst of it all you can look back and like kind of be grateful for as crazy as it sounds like it pushed you forward (laughs) (laughs) all right guys well thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of break room banter we hope you enjoyed this super vulnerable episode And if you did, and you're listening on your favorite podcasting app, go ahead and leave us a five-star review and let us know how you're doing. And if you're listening on YouTube, as you know, each week we have a secret word. And this week it is going to be lawsuit. (laughs) So if you've made it to this point in the episode, go to our YouTube channel and leave the comment lawsuit to let us know you made it. I am at Hair X Hunter on all of the things. Anna's social media is Anna.shr8 hair. And our podcast Instagram is at Breakroom Banter Pod. With that being said, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Breakroom Banter. Until next time, bye. Bye.